which offers a new local radio for Tynemouth, South Shields and Tyneside. To get involved or for more information, visit our website, radioshields.co.uk. Coming to you soon across DAB Digital Radio. Look out for the up north pizza cool van popping up in and around South Tyneside, serving delicious hand-stretched wood-fired pizza. Accountants, we understand that the bigger picture really does matter. That's why we deliver a wide range of accountant services to sole traders, startup businesses, and larger corporations. For a free consultation, call us on 0191 251 7599 or visit our website, hurrenaccountants.co.uk. A good accountant costs you nothing.
Oh, and that's Rick Astley there, and never gonna give you up. It's Kyle and it's Peter this week with your lowdown. How are you doing? Hiya, Kyle. You alright? Yeah, fine, yeah. Yep, not too bad, not too bad. How's your week been this week, Peter? Just keep myself busy, doing different things every day. That's what you've got to do. Yeah. That's what you have to do, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Well, we're with you now live here on Radio Shields till uh, 8 o'clock tonight, ahead of uh, Chris' story tonight. And coming up on this week's show, we're going to be looking at this one. Young people, they urge not to miss out on flourishing tech job opportunities. Mm. Uh, also, we're going to be um, looking at this one, the whole COVID situation denies thousands of separated parents chance to see their children. Well, can I tell you, it's an absolute nightmare, this COVID situation. It's terrible. It's terrible. There's no need whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to be um, basically hearing from Matt O'Connor, who is the founder and father's who is the founder of Fathers for Justice, discussing a new report which highlights the devastating impact that this COVID restriction is having on separated families. So that's going to be a really interesting uh, interview to talk about later on in the programme. Also, why more than 3 million more Brits have become fluent in another language this year. And, did you know, it's Enkephalitis Day. What's that? Tomorrow, well... I'm going to leave you hanging because uh, I'll tell you a little bit more, a little, a little bit more about it later on. Um, it's to do with the brain. Put it this way: we're going to be um, talking to Dr. Ava Easton, who's the chief executive of the Enkivalitis. What a tongue twister! There, <laughs> she's part of that society, and there, uh, she's going to be discussing. Um, the devastating neurological condition and what we can do to raise awareness of it. And local South Tyneside Council's ambition to become carbon neutral by 2030 has been taken another major step forward. And a little bit later on, we're going to be looking at Joy for a couple over there at North Shields who have recovered their missing wedding ring. Oh, that's good, isn't it? And some breaking news, the big, big news, Radio Shields is coming to the DAB airwaves across Tyne and Weir. We can't wait. Ah, that'll be a good day. So you'll be able to hear us in your car radios mm-hmm. via um, our broadcast provider, Mux One, who have uh, this week on Thursday won the uh, the bid for to, to bring a whole load of new radio stations across the local area. And we happen to be one of their community stations. So we can't wait to be uh, good news isn't on it? that. Absolutely, it's all getting bigger and better. Lots of work to do, though, between now and August when we launch onto the DAB. So we've got lots to talk about tonight. It's going to be a good show, uh, so make sure you stay with us. We're going to give you some music now. I'm going to give you this one, Kylie Minogue, In Your Eyes.
news, your views, your station. Turn me up, turn me up. This is Radio Shields. Phil Collins and uh, with the band Genesis and Invisible Touch. Uh, before that, a bit of Kylie Minogue and In Your Eyes. Now, we've had a bit of a, a horrible tech day today, Peter, with oh, yeah. mobile phones and all that malarkey. Mm. It's uh, not been the best. It's been an absolute nightmare, if I'm uh, honest with you, but that's just the way it goes. <laughs> I think I might have fixed the microphones. Yeah. Because they've been sounding a little bit funny in the studio. Mm-hmm. But I think I fixed them. 
Hey, well, there you go. Anyway, so how's uh, how's everything with you this week? Yeah, Peter? good. Just, you know, having social interaction with friends, family, and just, um, yeah, just taking every day as it comes. Um, mm-hmm. Looking forward, well, not looking forward to Boris Johnson's speech on Monday, because it'll probably just be the same old broken record, I assume. Mm. So, yeah, just... <laughs> Taking every day as it comes. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, let's just hope things uh, work out, uh, you know, and get the country back to the way it was. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but before we came on air tonight, me and Peter had a little wander around the um, the local area, mm-hmm. and we ended up at St Hilda's Church, mm-hmm. uh, just by the. Um, the marketplace. The, the marketplace in yeah. South Shields here. And we spoke to Father Mark. Mm hmm. Who seems an interesting chap. I was. He was very uh, friendly, and yeah, he's yeah, he wants to work with us. Yeah, which he is does. good, isn't it? Yeah. But Saint Hilda's Church has a lot of history mm. to South Shields, hasn't Definitely, it? Yeah, yeah, um, so much. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not from South Shields, but I've learned something new about this life boat. The mm-hmm. person that created the the lifeboat's mm-hmm, actually buried mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. grounds. Yeah, William would have. William would have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it's actually inspired me to maybe. Uh, bring a bit of a local history program to, to Radio Shields in the future because mm-hmm. it'll be good to learn some history of North Shields, South Shields, Tynemouth because mm-hmm. of course our new target area here at Radio Shields is across South Shields, North Shields, into Tynemouth and surrounding areas as well when we go on to the uh, the new DAB multiplex which uh, the team here at Radio Shields can't wait, mm-hmm. can't wait. Big shout out to... Um, Dave and all the gang down at Mux One, who are all... That's Dave Roberts, by the way. Oh, right. Who are working non-stop to mm-hmm. get transmission started. Working hard. Working from the TX site at Cleveland Tower. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, technology recruitment is thriving in spite of this pandemic, but new research reveals that uh, misconceptions about a lack of awareness are preventing many young people from pursuing careers in the tech industry. The report by Global Emerging Talent and Reskill Training Provider M3 found that more than three quarters of businesses continued hiring and hiring for entry levels in graduates tech roles throughout the pandemic in 2020, but a shortage of applicants is, you know, creating digital skills gap, and there are warnings that more needs to be done to attract a more diverse range of talents into the technology roles. Can you remember how to pronounce our reporter? Um, no. <laughs> Julian. Aye. Yeah. Not Gillian. <laughs> our reporter, uh, Julian Fisher, <laughs> has more on this story, and he's been speaking to Rebecca Rycroft. Let's have a listen to this. Well, to tell us more, I'm joined now by Bex Roycroft, Senior Director at M3, who commissioned the research. Bex, so this research shows that uh, tech recruitment is thriving at the moment. Why is that? I think it's a pretty robust industry to be in, and actually 92% of all businesses are actually planning to recruit in 2021. But actually out of that, 40% of those businesses are saying that they're really struggling to find diverse talent to actually recruit. So why do you think there's a lack of awareness then of job opportunities in tech? amongst particularly young people. 
The report and study that we've looked into found that only 25% of 18 to 24 year olds actually think that technology jobs are amongst the most future proof, which means that 75% of young people actually think that the technology roles are not a good place to be, which is really worrying. And I think that comes down to a lack of education and encouragement coming from schools. And the report actually backs that up because a third of all 18 to 24 year olds said that they were never given any information about technology careers whilst they were at school and more worryingly actually it was a lot lower in females than it was to males so it starts to show that at a very young age that there's bias and a lack of diversity even at school. Now you mentioned diversity there how much of a problem is the lack of diversity in in tech roles? Yeah, so it's been talked about for years, but we're actually making very little headway and it's still between 17 and 19% of all positions within technology are held by females. And if you look at the FTSE 100, a third of all UK board members are actually women. And then when you look at people from black, Asian or minority backgrounds, that's only 15% of people within the technology industry. So there is just a, a real lack of diversity within the industry. So Bex, why do you think companies in the tech sector are are struggling to recruit the right people from both young and diverse backgrounds? When you look at the report, staggeringly, 71% of the young workers who are within the technology industry have actually felt uncomfortable in their role because of their gender or ethnicity or socioeconomic or neurodevelopmental background. And so this shows that businesses are really struggling to have an inclusive and welcoming environment. So we have to do a lot more to make sure that these businesses find the right environment to actually attract and then retain people to stay within the tech industry. So Bex, anyone interested in a career in in tech, where's the best place to go? We're an emerging talent specialist and we're working with some of the the world's top companies. But ultimately, you know, we're we're happy to impart our knowledge and to share what we know. So anybody interested in technology who wants to understand more, we're really keen to help. And, And also just to remember that technology is an amazing industry. It's really robust. It's going to be there. It's a great option for young people. And it clearly offers prospects over and above other industries for longevity. So come and talk to M3. We'd love to help you get that first role. And that was Rebecca Raycroft, Senior Director at a trading provider, M3, taking talking about career opportunities for young people in the technology sector. And I tell you something, Peter, the uh, technology is moving so fast it is, isn't it? at the minute, isn't it? Really, really fast. It's hard to keep up with it sometimes. It is. It is hard to keep up to it. Now, I used to be fantastic on computers and things. I would say I've got a decent fluency mm, at I the minute. So, yeah. I would say decency, but I'm not as good as I used to be. Mm-hmm. When I was a teenager. Yeah. But uh, that was interesting chat with Rebecca Raycroft. Mm-hmm. Very uh, interesting indeed. You're listening to The Lowdown. It's uh, Kyle and Peter. It's just coming up half past seven. I've got some new music now from Ella Henderson. We've got some pink in the playlist there and some new stuff from Rebecca Ferguson as well. We're back with some more after this. The Lowdown on Radio Shields. I never have given you a second look. But I like the way you don't give a damn You seem like someone I could pick a fight with And dance all night with Baby, you like me the way I am And even though you got bad tattoos And smell like booze, I'm into you And even though you got an
the room mm-hmm. But everything stopped when I just saw you You seem like someone I could be myself with No defenses Maybe you like me the way I am It's all way too fast I can't stop looking at your eyes Heads turn every time you
That's Pink and Blow Me One Last Kiss here on The Lowdown, live on Radio Shields. Hope you're doing really well. We're online, on your mobile, on smart speaker, and soon to be DAB. Can't wait. It is exciting times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter's brought some sweets into the studio. I've got a load in my mouth at the moment. <laughs> that, how are you, Buzz? Um, Pick and mix. Pick and mix. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds really good. Uh, right, let's have a look at this one. Now, the whole COVID malarkey, the COVID-19 restrictions during lockdown, are having a devastating impact on separated families with almost one in ten of parents living in separation, preventing from seeing their children. That's according to the new first comprehensive survey of separated parents since the latest lockdown began. It uncovers the true effect on parents and their children and the pressure put on contact arrangements between them. And the report identifies that separated fathers are being more heavily impacted with one in ten dads not being able, who have not seen their kids since March of last year. Julian Fisher has more on the story, who's been speaking to Matt O'Connor, who is the founder of Fathers for Justice. Now, to explain a bit more about this, I'm joined now by Matt O'Connor, founder of Fathers for Justice. Matt, just how bad have things got for separated parents in the past year? Well, things have been bad, obviously, for everybody, thanks to the pandemic, but obviously subsequent lockdowns. But what we wanted to do as Fathers for Justice was look at the impact for the first time on separated parents and their children. And what we found in this survey is that fathers in particular have struggled to make contact with their children. Now, why do you think it is that dads are bearing the brunt of this? Well, there's a whole range of reasons. We know fatherlessness is a big issue in the country. We know a lot of dads are struggling to see their children prior to the pandemic. But what the pandemic has done has exacerbated those tensions often between separated parents. Sadly, a minority of parents have weaponized COVID-19 and used it as an excuse to stop contact. But I'm pleased to say that in our survey, the majority of parents, three quarters of separated parents agree children should have equal access to both parents during lockdown. So what impact has this lack of access had on separated parents over the past year and indeed children as well? Well, obviously, the impact on fathers is dramatic. We know separated dads are at the most at-risk suicide group. We know dads from our casework uh, suffer from depression and anxiety, all exacerbated by their restrictions on seeing their children. So they have an increased risk in terms of mental health, they have an increased risk in terms of the potential for taking their own lives. And obviously, separation from your children is what we describe as being like a living bereavement. So it's important also that we recognise that children now more than ever need their fathers. And that's one of the most important messages that we're sending. So Matt, what would you like to see change so that parents can't use COVID rules to restrict access, as you say, weaponise COVID? Well, children now more than ever need their dads. And we agree with the 62% of parents in our poll who said the government should introduce a specific offence for parents who use COVID-19 as an excuse to stop contact. That's unacceptable. It's as unacceptable as drink driving. So we need to bring an end to parents who maliciously use, be it COVID-19 or other excuses, to prevent the children seeing the other parent.
That's the latest track from Rebecca Ferguson and No Words Needed here live on The Lowdown on Radio Shields. Hope you're doing really well today. It's all good, isn't it? It's all good, on. It's all good. Tell you what, Peter makes one of the best hot chocolates I've ever had. Uh, really nice hot chocolates. Uh, before that, we were speaking to Matt O'Connor, who is the founder of Father for Justice, discussing a new report which highlights the devastating impact that the COVID restrictions have had on separated families. Well, let's hope, just hope, there's some sort of relaxation of all this. Yeah, I think people are looking forward, but I wouldn't get too um, excited, to be honest with you, um, mm-hmm. personally. It's just such a shame. Well, you know, the pandemic has unleashed a passion among millions of us trying out new things at home during lockdown. And alongside the boom in home bacon, doing up our homes and taking part in Zoom quizzes, 
new research reveals learning a new language has been a big uptake in recent months. In fact, 28% of the UK adults say that they can now speak a second language fluently, according to a new report. That is over 3.3 million more of us being able to speak in another language. Julian Fisher has been speaking to Susie Dent on the boom in people learning a new language during this lockdown. Have a quick listen to this one. Hi, I'm Susie Dent, a lexicographer and etymologist, and I'm here to talk about the huge rise in those of us who have mastered a second language during the pandemic. New research from Rosetta Stone has shown that 3.3 million more of us are now able to speak another tongue. That is up 5% over the last year. And the percentage of those who can't speak another language, but who are really interested in doing so, has gone up 56% to almost three quarters of us. That is a staggering increase. As for the languages we want to learn, Spanish is still at the top of the list. That's the one I've been learning with Rosetta Stone, but Arabic has doubled as well and increases have also been seen for Japanese and to Korean as well. I know it can seem daunting at first but it's all about little steps so my tips from my own experience would be to learn regularly it may only be 10 minutes but actually that gives some structure to your day something to look forward to you can take some holiday in your mind look and listen to wonderful visuals and wonderful images of another culture and another place maybe listen to the language as much as you can it might be the radio it might be the tv even if there are subtitles just let the sounds wash over you and that's a good way of absorbing things too. And above all, find an app that suits you. You may react or respond really well to an immersive approach whereby audio is everything. Or like me, you might also want to listen, but have things written down. So find an app that suits you and you will be amazed at how far it can take you. So if you want some more information on learning a foreign language and on this new survey with its wonderful results, you can visit rosettastone.co.uk. And that was Susie Dent there who was speaking to us from the booming people who are learning a new language during the lockdown. Mm. Very interesting, that one. More than three million more Brits have become fluent in another language. It is brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Um, Let's have a look at some other news now. In South Tyneside Council's ambition to become a carbon neutral by 2030 has taken another major step forward. The council has secured £8 million from government to fund 26 schemes across the borough. The funding will be used to undertake a range of energy improvement measures across the various council buildings, especially including schools, leisure facilities and civic buildings. Councillor Tracy Dixon, who is the leader of South Tyneside Council, said, This is fantastic news and test." Testament, testament to the great work we are doing to meet our target of becoming carbon neutral by 2030. We are, uh, le- we are moving with our ambitions to become carbon neutral and are using every opportunity available to us. It's only 12 months since we launched a sustainable South Tyneside strategy and we've already made great strides, says the leader of the council. Meanwhile, other news now happening over at North Shields and a married man has described the moment his wedding ring became lost in a 10-foot pile of rubbish at the tip in North Shields and how this panic turned to joy when staff recovered it. James Ross, 38, was dropping off cardboard 
at the Household Waste Recycling Centre on Valentine's Day morning last week when his wedding band flew off his finger and disappeared into the household waste container. He reported the loss to a site operator, a member of staff, and then looked anxiously as four staff members conducted a fingertip search of for the ring, but his despair turned to joy when, against all the odds, one of the teams surfaced 20 minutes later, holding the ring aloft and a Valentine's Day nightmare was averted. The site is operated by Sue's Recycling and Recovery UK on behalf of North Tyneside Council. James and his wife Laura, who live in colour coats in North Tyneside with their two daughters aged nine and five, have now praised the staff for everything they've done. Oh, It's a nice ending that, isn't it? That's absolutely lovely. Some nice news mm-hmm. to encourage people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic. I'm uh, really pleased for you guys. Uh, North Tyneside elected Mayor Norma Redfern said, I am so pleased that the staff were able to reunite James and his wife's wedding ring, and especially on Valentine's Day. Oh, been lucky there, haven't they? They have. To recover the ring. have. Absolutely fantastic. Really, really uh, nice news to report there. Really good. Love Shields. Love Radio Shields. And on that note, I think we'll play a song. Edward Collins, A Girl Like You.
That's Edwin Collins, a girl like you on the lowdown this week. Are you called? Take a free court. Can you help? Leave one. A site for Take One, Leave One in Sunderland. You can come down Monday to Thursday between 10 and 4. All credit goes to uh, Ian Liam for this amazing work. Where just the site, check out Take One, Leave One Sunderland for more information and messages. You can message his page, which is uh, on Independent Sunderland. And what they're doing is they're um, giving out free courts for those who may not be able to afford a court. Mm. Really good idea. Good idea, definitely. Really good idea. Fantastic. It's on the uh, Radio Shields Facebook page if you want to take a look at that. Uh, Something to look forward to now. And on Sunday, the 7th of March, Danny Nick's returning to Radio Shields. Uh, Danny is a 13-year-old who um, seems to be in lots of TV programmes and also is a singer. She's a, got lots and lots of talent and uh, she's going to be broadcasting each week uh, the Danny Nick Show, which is going to be an exclusive local radio programme across Tyneside and uh, it's definitely something we'll be able to air uh, on the DAB multiplex as well. So we, uh, we are looking forward to that. Uh, with that in mind, I think we'll play a quick song. Uh, this is Dance Monkey by Danny Nick. Her show will be here on Sunday, the 7th of March from 3 o'clock. Brand new to Radio Shields. They say, oh my God, I see the way you shine. Take my hands, my dear, and place them both in mine. You know you'd stop me dead when I was passing by. Now you just beg to see. One more time So I say, dance on me, dance on me, dance on me, oh 
That's Danny Nick and Dance Monkey, and you can hear her own radio show launching here on Radio Shields from Sunday the 7th of March, and she'll be here each week for an hour playing some of her biggest tunes. So that's uh, really good. Radio Shields. Now, encephalitis of the brain, devastating neurological condition which can leave survivors with permanent brain injury. Approximately half a million children and adults around the world are affected by this awful disease, one person every day. Julian Fisher has been speaking to Dr. Ava Easton, who's the chief executive of the Encephalitis Society, discussing the devastating neurological condition and what we can do to raise, raise awareness. Hello, my name's Dr. Ava Easton, and I'm the chief executive at the Encephalitis Society. I'd like to talk to you about encephalitis and about World Encephalitis Day. Encephalitis is a neurological condition. It's inflammation of the brain with a high death rate and in many survivors can leave them with a life-changing brain injury. Many people around the world are affected. We suspect around about half a million people worldwide and 6,000 people in the UK each year. Whilst there's a lot of research into encephalitis, things have become more complicated because of the COVID-19 pandemic. We're seeing cases of encephalitis linked to the pandemic. Early data is suggesting up to 13 people in every 100 who have COVID and who have neurological complications are going on to experience some form of encephalitis or brain inflammation. This means that the work at the Encephalitis Society has exploded with more cases of COVID-related encephalitis and, of course, our work with those left bereaved by the condition. World Encephalitis Day is taking place on the 22nd of February. We're lighting buildings around the world red to help raise awareness of the condition and have had some fantastic pledges from places like Niagara Falls, the Jet d'eau in Geneva, the Sales of Light in Vancouver and the Liver Building in Liverpool. We're also asking people to wear red on the day and take selfies and post them to their social media using the hashtags hashtag red for wed and hashtag world encephalitis day. For more information, they can go to worldencephalitisday.org. And that was Dr. Eva Easton, the chief executive of the Encephalitis Society, discussing the devastating neurological condition and what we can do to raise awareness. Many buildings up and down the country, around the world, will be being lit up red tomorrow, Monday, the 22nd of February. I think that I was going to say August there. <laughs> I was going to say August. <laughs> uh, that is almost it from me and Peter this week. It's been a good show, hasn't it? Ah, it's been different again. This hour flies by. Ah, it, goes it, it, it goes too quick. Uh, coming up here on Radio Shields, though, from 8 o'clock, you've got Chris Story. He's up with the evening show for Sunday night. And then uh, Sam Harris with his big band show tonight from 10 o'clock. Uh, which will be a good programme, so you'll have to stick about and uh, have a listen to that. But uh, have a good week. We're going to be here next Sunday. We're not going to be live live, but we will be here, (laughs) if that makes any sense. Thanks for listening. I've been Kyle. Yeah, and I've been Peter. Thanks very much.